Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast and where we help you graduate college with your dream job lined up. But before we get on to today's episode of the podcast, I want to share with you guys a training that I created on helping your resume and application beat over 90% of all other applicants. I created this training after almost six years of figuring out a way to making sure that when you submit your resume, that your resume actually gets noticed and it doesn't get deleted by the applicant tracking system. So if you're one of those students that are tired of submitting applications online and never hearing back, you need to check out this 20-minute training that I created. So if you want to learn more about this training, all you got to do is go to my website, masteringcollege2career.com forward slash resume dash training to get access or check out the show notes. And now without further ado, enjoy today's episode. All right, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career podcast. And this is going to be a little bit of a traditional episode like you generally have it. And then we're also going to be talking about what's going on right now with the coronavirus. And look, disclaimer, um, neither I or my guests are expert. We are not talking about like you're going to get all your news on what to do to prepare yourself from the government. We're here to kind of talk a little bit more about how you can prepare yourself in terms of personal development, how you can take advantage of this opportunity. But um, let me introduce today's guest because I, it is a special guest, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, I have Jordan Gross with me today, and he is an author. He has written multiple books, but the last book that I read from him is The Journey to Cloud Nine, Confront the Past, Redefine the Future. And I read this book. I met Jordan on LinkedIn. I read this book, and I'll tell you guys, generally, I don't like reading kind of like fictional stories, but this book really made me laugh. It made me cry. It really made me appreciate my life, and it, it, it just... It, gave, it took me into this emotional roller coaster that I really, really enjoy. So to have Jordan come on the podcast and talk about this and just, I'm, I'm really happy and blessed to have this opportunity. So Jordan, welcome to the show. Daniel, what's up, my man? Um, that was an amazing intro and the energy's there. And I just, I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. I know we'll hit on the book, but uh, more importantly, honestly, with, with what's going on right now around the world, we just want to provide some positivity and optimism and happiness for anybody out there, whether you're stressed, anxious, paranoid, nervous. Um, we just want to give you some, some tips, some advice, what we're doing, and just uh, share a little bit of our positivity with you so that we all get through this together and uh, try to prevent this thing as quickly as possible. So thank you so much for having me on. And uh, I'm, I'm just so excited, man. I'm excited, man. No, I'm really glad because um, we've had this interview scheduled for a couple of weeks now. So um, even before this kind of got into as messy as it is now, and we've been communicating for, I would say like a month, maybe a little bit over a month by the time that yeah. we talked. I, I think I read your book. Um, I had heard you on an interview of a mutual friend, Del Dupree. This yeah. was in November of last year. And so uh -huh. this is a long time coming and I'm excited to have this conversation with you. And yeah. Guys, let me tell you guys, like, um, that conversation, I, I, before generally behind the scenes on the podcast is there's a lot of back and forth emailing. Then we set a schedule of time. Generally my guests are really busy. And so my schedule is really busy. So when I tell you, we schedule this a minimum of two to 
two weeks to two months ahead of time, that is not exaggeration. Yeah. Um, and then to even publish the episodes, sometimes I was telling Jordan that we're recording this March 17th and this will go live March 18th. But generally it would, it would essentially be recorded March 17th and you will hear it in April or May just because the amount of episodes that we're working ahead, like the bits, we're so busy. I'm trying to just work ahead of time. But Jordan is such a positive person. Like from day one, we were talking, he's always about giving back. And so I asked him like, Hey, I was going to do a special episode about the coronavirus and what students can do while they're at home for the next two weeks. What are your thoughts? And when he was just telling me his thoughts, I was like, man, let's just do this episode together and let's publish it tomorrow. And he was let's all go. about it. Man. Let's, let's yeah. go. So, um, let's do so, it. Guys, this is, this is my opinion on this, on this situation. Look, right now, everybody's situation could be a little bit different, right? In terms of where you are in the country, you could be an experience, you, can, you could be going to school and you could be not, right? But generally, I'm assuming that most people listening to this podcast, um, it's, you know, all of your universities have either canceled the rest of the semester or, or have made the semester all virtually on online. I'm assuming that your internships, because you're not doing something that's really core to the business have been canceled or also moved online. And I'm assuming that, um, at least for the people that are in Orlando, because a lot of my audience are in Orlando, if you worked at the theme parks, then that's all closed for the next couple of weeks. So you probably have a lot more time in your hand than you would have if it was regular time in the semester. So I guess this, when I want to challenge you is what are you going to be doing with that time? And Jordan, like what are some advice you have for students that might have more time in their hand? What, what do you think they should be doing or what, what do you think they could be doing to improve? Yeah. Themselves? Yeah, man. So we'll, we'll get deep into this in a second, but first and foremost, and, and by the way, none of this is planned. So it might be a little uh, skit scatty, a little all over the place, but we'll get to a lot of recommendations. But the first thing I want to say guys is I'm 25. So I graduated from college three years ago. So if you are a senior, I'm sorry that this is happening to you. I can't even imagine not experiencing my last semester as a senior in college, not being able to, to go graduate. So I'm very, very apologetic that this is the current scenario. If you are a freshman in college, I'm sorry that this is your experience just getting to school. It will get better from here. Um, and if you're just coming out of school in that first job and in that internship, whatever it is, again, um, it's not ideal, but what Daniel and I are here today to talk about is the opportunity to reframe the situation, to reframe it from this negative, devastating, uh, nightmare into something that can be totally positive for you, for others, for right now, and also for the rest of your lives. So, so there's really a, a tremendous opportunity for growth and for learning here that we want to chat about. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll provide you with some of those tools right now. So Dale and I were just talking for like maybe a minute and a half before this, but as I'm going through the thoughts in my mind, I think there's really one, maybe two, two main areas I want to talk about. So the first one is self-care. And the second one, I'm just going to call virtual connection in your lives and your careers, right? So we'll dive into what do you want to do first, Daniel? Self-care or virtual connection? Let's do self-care first. Self-care. Okay. I'll tell this in my own story of literally what I did this morning. I 
live with uh, three roommates, two of which are here, one of which I'm closest with, and we both are very passionate about personal development. We both played soccer together growing up. So I'll split things into uh, self-care in regard to the physical side, self-care in regard to the mental, emotional side. Um, and I'll just go through the line of, of some things that we're focusing on as we are you know, most likely going to be locked up in our apartments for the next little while. So first, self-care, I'll start with uh, the physical side and using this time to exercise. We're not really going to have, obviously, gyms are closed, so you're going to have to get creative, right? So using your creative energy to figure out how to stay active in your apartment, in your house, wherever you are. Um, first and foremost, going outside is, is good. So you can go outside in nature. Like Daniel said, your government will tell you more so what to do. Don't touch anybody. Don't touch anything really. Wash your hands, all that good stuff. Other than that though, go take a walk, get some sun, go for a run. Me and my, my roommate are doing, uh, we're making sure we run every single day. We're going to go on a run every single day. We're going to try to get outside twice, uh, one run and one walk. So that's what we're doing in regard to uh, getting some natural sunlight, which is huge for our happiness levels. Um, the second thing we're doing is we're finding ways to work out in our homes. So we've got a, a little workout regimen where throughout the day, no matter what, we got to bang out a thousand push-ups, a thousand sit-ups. We've got a kitchen counter that we're going to get a chair, put our legs on it and do 500 dips. We're going to do, um, we've got big water jugs. So we're going to do some like, uh, you know, shoulder shrugs with the water jugs. We're going to pick up the couch and put it down. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to try to work out and have fun with it, right? So that's going to be a key recurring theme here is, is to try to have as much fun and, and try to be as, as light and, and energetic and positive as possible during this time. Because yes, even though it is such a worrisome time, uh, one of the best signs of mental health and self-care self -care is to not take ourselves too seriously. So that's going to be really, really huge. Um, other things we're doing, jumping jacks, um, you know, just, uh, yeah, things like that. So finding some time in your, in your homes to really make sure exercise is important. The next side will be nutrition. Nutrition is huge. Take this time to start cooking all your own meals, right? What goes into your body is so important for your energy levels, your productivity. Um, so just really learn how to cook, you know, cook your own food, understand everything that's going in is going to be a product of the, the output that you have moving forward in your, in your career uh, and in how you feel, right? So make things that are good for you. Um, vegetables, a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit. Um, and you are, again, allowed to go outside and, and go grocery shopping for the time being. So take advantage of that. Uh, the next thing that I wanted to touch on would be for all you guys out there, because this is my story and maybe we'll get into it, maybe not. I really want to focus on the most important things, which is what you can do right now in order to overcome this, this time of, of supposed negativity and be positive. Uh, if you are somebody who is deviating from the norm, you know, you don't have the traditional internship, you don't have the job. Uh, but you want to go the creative route, this is your time to explore that avenue tenfold. This is your time to work on that podcast. This is your time to start writing your book. This is your time to start writing articles. This is your time to uh, start the side hustle, the online business, sell something, do graphic design, do art, 
uh, learn how to sing, dance, move, whatever it is. This is, this is the time to really double down on your creative endeavors. Um, especially if you're not working, if you're working at home, obviously that's a different story. Uh, now I'll talk about for those of you who are working and you're working at home, one thing I just put out an article recently, it was a couple of different ideas about how to be most productive when working from home. So I work from home every single day and I have to overcome the urge to go sit on the couch. I have to overcome the urge to go into my bedroom and, you know, get into bed and take a nap. I have to overcome junk food and ordering in bad food and all that stuff, right? So just a couple of little things throughout the day if you are working from home. Stay away from the couch and the bed. You're going to, you know, you associate those things in your brain with relaxation as opposed to productivity. So try to set up a workstation, something that's away from where you do things to relax, right? So I've got a kitchen table uh, that I sit at and I do my work there. Another thing is I keep my shoes on. That's like a really little piece of advice. But again, you want to associate your day as if you're out there in the office. So keep your shoes on. Um, take a shower, get dressed, don't sit around your PJs all day, uh, make it feel like you're out there at work, right? The other thing I do, especially because I'm on the phone a lot, if you're take, in a business where you're taking calls, um, I do different activities in different rooms. So I'll walk around my bedroom if I'm on a phone call versus I'll go into uh, the, the living room if I am just doing a, um, a podcast interview. I don't know, I'm making it up. But uh, yeah, try to separate the room so it's like conference rooms in your, in your office versus your cubicle or whatever it may be. Um, another thing would be to, let's see, don't forget to, to keep up with your, if you have a morning routine, I'm a big morning routine person, do your morning routine, do some self-care in the morning. Uh, but other than that, mindfulness, and I'm moving on to the next category here, mindfulness, big thing. If you are not somebody who has ever practiced it in the past, this could be a really great time for personal development in regard to learning how to meditate, doing some yoga, learning how to journal, uh, writing down your thoughts, your paranoias about the situation, writing down what you're grateful for. These are trying times and self-care is what will truly get you through it because it gets all the thoughts out of your head out into the world. So that's what I would say You know, is the self-care side of things. Uh, breaking it down, I'm trying to remember, would be to focus on exercise and physicality, nutrition, creative endeavors, tips about working from home, and uh, those self-care bits at the end. It's a self-care piece, man. How is that? No, that was good. I think you you covered a lot of it. And, and a lot of this, like, as someone that also works from home, you yeah. you and has really read a lot on how to be productive working from home because that can yeah. be a, a challenge is um, I, I, you said a lot of the same tips that I've learned, you know, throughout the years of doing this is I'll wake up and take a shower and dress like you're going to go to work. And then whenever, if you have an area of your house, maybe you don't have a luxury to have a home office like, like I do, but like go and set an area where that's where you work. Like that's your workstation. Um, and I, I don't know if, I think that is very, very, very important because if I sit in front of the TV with my computer and think I'm going to get work done, I am not as productive. So I'm telling you that from from a personal experience that works the same way. Um, I also think, you know, having a routine is important. 
I think, you know, it's going to be a little important. It's going to be tricky because you might not have a routine or this might, this being at home, working from home or having more free time because school has been canceled or, or school has moved everything online. Your student organizations have canceled their meetings. Uh, your sports or support or intramural has been canceled. Your social events have been canceled. So you have a lot more time. And so the question is, what do you do with it? And I think it's awesome that, you know, Jordan gave some really good advice, like be like start journaling, start meditating, or or if you if you always wanted to write a book, start writing it. If you always wanted to start a business in marketing, start doing it. Like you have the opportunity that you have more time, and there's not a lot of pressure on what needs to be done to be able to be creative and get things done. So I, I would definitely agree with Jordan on that. Like that is that is so important, um, and I do want to talk about this, like because. Right now, every so there's no such thing as you staying in the same place, right? You're either growing or you're retracting, right? Or you're shrinking. There is no such thing as you being stable. Like you can say, all right, well, Daniel, I, I am the same. I'm like, well, if people around you are either growing or getting worse, if you stay the same, if you stay at the same level, that does not mean you're the same. Because if people around you are moving, then let's say that you're staying the same and people are growing, then you're actually decreasing, right? Or if you're growing and people are decreasing, then you're growing at a faster rate. And so what I want you to think about right now is, is that if you were to take the next two weeks to 30 days and just really sacrifice Netflix and say, you know what, what if I act like I have no Netflix, I have no television for the next 30 days, or maybe you only have two hours a day in television. And the rest of your time, you either spend on fitness, you either spend on personal development, you're reading, you're meditating, you're working on what you want to do after you graduate, you know, are, on building those skills, building your career portfolio, build, building your personal website, building your LinkedIn, building your connections. You're doing all this. Two to, two, two to four weeks from now, you're going to be exponentially way, way better than anybody who just stayed at home and watched Netflix for four, four weeks. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, use this time to, to better yourself. That, that's what it comes down to. Better yourself. You know, don't get consumed with the Netflix, with the, the drinking, with, uh, you know, feeling sorry for yourself. It's, it's a negative mindset and we're here to, to promote positivity and optimism and optimizing the yeah. person that you are. So that's, uh, yeah, it's such a good point, man. And, you know, just to, to quickly piggyback, um, the other thing I want to talk about was this virtual connection piece. Yeah. So I've got, I've got clients who, you know, internships are canceled and they're doing their job search and they're afraid they're not going to be allowed into the offices for interviews and they're afraid nobody's hiring right now. There's just a lot of worry going on, but you can only do what's within your control, right? That's all we can do. So what you can control is your connection to other people. And even though you can't physically connect with other people, you can still hop on the phone. You can still send emails. You can still go on LinkedIn and look people up and send personal messages. You can still call a friend. You can still call family members. You can still email people who you have no business talking to who are celebrities, but you can still reach out and try to get them on the phone for 15 minutes, right? Like use this opportunity to learn from others and have conversations because 
that is a really productive way to use your time. And what I'll say specifically to, to those of you looking for jobs or in internships or, um, you know, maybe your jobs are put on hold right now uh, and you need to look for a new job. Use this time to strategically network, to creatively network, you know, reach out to people at the companies you want to work at. Reach out to, um, I don't know, my client this morning was working on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. and his internship got canceled, unfortunately. So his spring internship is canceled. So what are we going to do now? Well, now I'm urging him to reach out to people for a summer internship. And if summer internship doesn't work out, then, hey, I'm available for a fall internship, right? So it's just projecting into the future, knowing that things are going to be okay. This is a devastating time, like we keep saying, but we're going to get through this. And, and the best way that you're going to be ready to get through it is if you prepare now, right? Yeah. It's being proactive rather than reactive. So if you're proactive and working on yourself, and working on your connections and setting yourself up for success, then you're going to come out of this thing with a mindset that far surpasses any of your peers who are not listening to us chat or listening to this kind of advice. Yeah, look, guys, um, let, let's be serious, right? Or let's be honest. Right now, in the next two to four weeks, if you're waiting to hear back about a summer internship, you, you won't hear back. Like the reality is that you probably won't hear back. Look, right now, companies are are running at bare bones. Like only their only core businesses, part of the business is running. Meaning that um, if you're applying online for jobs thinking that you're gonna hear back, they're not worried about that, right? Uh, companies have so many other things that they're worrying about that hiring for summer internships is the least of their concerns. So at, at that point, I want you to realize the reality of the situation and understand that hiring a summer intern or a recent college grad, it is not high in a company's priority list. But, but with all that being said, right? Because again, like we're going to put ourselves in the company's shoes. They're just trying to have as many of their employees to be able to work from home and be able to run the business that they need to be able to support what's going on. So like if you work for a food company or a supermarket and stuff like that, you're working at 150% capacity, right? You're, you're like, you're saying, what can we do to help society? If you work at a restaurant that now are closed, then now you, uh, I, I know that Darden, which is the biggest restaurant chain, like, uh, like not like fast food, but um, like restaurant, restaurant. Right, like supplies and things like that. Yeah, their yeah. headquarters in Orlando, all the restaurants are closed. Their employees are either not working or working from home, right? And, and so understand that their, their HR team, it's, all the functions that are not crucial to the running of the business are, are on pause. But here's what I want to tell you. When all this is over, right? And it, it, it might be 30 days. It might be two months. It might be three months. We don't know that, right? Like no one can really predict that at this point. There will be hiring and there will be scrambling to hire. Now the question is going to be, are you going to be ready from that when that time comes? Are you going to be prepared? Have you done what you needed to do right now on reaching out to the right people and building that network right now, because they might not be going online and checking those applications, but those people who are now at home and are spending more time on LinkedIn are more open to having a conversation with you than they did when they had 1000 people apply for the same job you're applying for. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. That's it. You're setting yourself apart. That's what the job search process is all about. Yep. It's about setting yourself apart. And the more you connect now, with, uh, you know, understanding 
first and foremost, but also that positivity and optimism, uh, the more you're going to stand out from your, you know, competition, even though I don't love that word. But um, yeah, and you know, we can talk about this more. But one thing I definitely wanted to mention, because I was one of these people, no less than three days ago, is just to take take this situation seriously, guys, like, it's a, it's a really serious thing that's happening now. And just this, you know, I was out and about this Saturday in New York City. And I regret that. I really do. I, I shouldn't have been out. Um, because preventing the spread of this virus is about what we can do for other people and what we can do for society as a whole. And sure, we're healthy uh, Gen, Gen Z or millennials who are not at high risk, but we don't know who we're going to contact. So just do everything you can to prevent it. Um, make sure you're taking the right measures. But then once you do that, understand that it, everything else is outside of your control. So what's within your control is the self-care it's the proactivity, it's the outreach, it's the being ready to move forward when this thing uh, goes away. Yep. So man, hey, we, we've talked about that. I think they get it. Let's move on to your book, man. Tell us okay. a little bit about your book. Yeah. So uh, again, it, it's in line with, it's all about positivity and happiness and living the life of your dreams. Ultimately, that's, that's the goal. So it's called The Journey to Cloud Nine. And this whole thing started about uh, a year and a couple of months ago when I was in an Uber and I was driving down the East River in New York City and I saw this boat and the boat was called Cloud Nine. I just said to the Uber driver, hey man, like what does Cloud Nine mean to you? And he started telling me all these enthusiastic stories about they got married and they had children, they was a, a kid and, and a sporting event and he tells me about, um, you know, like his toys that he used to play with. And he was just like, all these were moments I felt like I was on cloud nine. So I started asking more and more people what cloud nine meant to them. And I was picking up on certain pivotal moments within our lives. And I was picking up on key patterns and themes and characteristics that allow us to feel like we're on cloud nine and live a cloud nine life. And I made a choice. I could either share these interviews and formally present a self-help book in, you know, the same manner that most people do. Or I could write something that was a little bit more creative, a little bit more entertaining, and combine all the insights that I had received into a story. So that's what I decided to do. I, I wrote a story that's fictional, but it represents real life. And the goal is for you as the reader to uncover what you want out of your life as you read the book. So I'm never here to tell you exactly what to do. I'm here to provide recommendations. I'm here to provide stories. But ultimately, the way that you're going to live your best life is by understanding yourself, getting super introspective, realizing what you want, um, and making the decisions uh, for you and learning through each and every one of those decisions. So the book is uh, its all about living a cloud nine life, overcoming, you know, uh, these key pivotal decisions we have to make in our lives, overcoming regret, doubt, and ultimately living according to our own intuition as opposed to society and what everybody expects us to be doing. Yeah, and, and to me, that's this is where like the book really hit home for me is um, in a traditional sense, Jerry, the main character, was successful, right? He had gone to college, he had a really good job, yeah, um, but he just wasn't happy. And like, it, it was even um, 
you know, every chapter there's kind of different stories or different scenarios, different areas of his life. Yeah. And, uh, some of the ones that um, there's two different chapters that like, you know, it ends and that's like the sixth time Jerry lost yeah. his smile. Yeah. Um, one, one of the instances was like that Jerry really liked this girl, but he never asked her out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, to me, it hit home as like, if you, and I, this is going to be a really funny story, but um, yeah. I remember when I was in fifth grade, me and my best friend, uh, Miguel, really liked this girl. Her name was Anique. Like, yeah. Thought she was like, like, the perfect girl like it yeah. was like a, a, high, a middle school crush whatever uh-huh. middle school crush and i remember that she started dating a guy like this is fifth grade like you know mm. like holding hands and what yeah years later like she went to a different middle school um, uh-huh. I, I i ran across her at the bar we had mutual friends and so i started uh-huh. talking to her but like i've already at this point i'm married like but i uh-huh. just like started talking to her just saying how how you been yeah everything like that i'm like hey i have a question like you know because i I was, you know, I didn't really know English that well. I had a really thick accent back then. <laughs> yeah. um, I was just always too shy to even ask her out. And so yeah. I asked her, I was like, why did you decide to go out with this guy? Uh-huh. Uh, his name was Mark. I still remember. And she goes like, well, he was the first one to ask me out. <laughs> mm, there it is. And yeah. then I read that and I'm like, I wonder how many opportunities, other opportunities did I ever miss in my life because I didn't go for it. Like, the worst thing that could have happened was she could have said no. That's right. But the best case scenario, the upside of that is I can't even quantify what my life could have been different. Right. Um, not even because I was dating a girl in fifth grade, but the confidence that that would have built for yeah. the rest of my life. Right. That's um, right. And well, so that was, that was like a story. And then the second one was when he wanted to quit. Yeah. And he didn't quit because the boss, like, yep. you know, maybe te- maybe you could tell that story a little bit and explain that, give a little bit more context because I'm not doing a good job at it. Yeah, sure. Well, I love that you shared that. And that's such a funny story. It's such a light way to, about looking at it. But that's what, you know, I'm all about, a, you know, and you laugh and you do cry in the book. It is very sad at times, but it's it's the reality of the lives that we live. Serious things do happen, but the best way that we push forward is by not taking ourselves too seriously and understanding that things, you know, are going to be okay. Um, so that's a really great story. And like you said, you know, each chapter sets you up so that it's like, you can go one direction or you can go another, you're going to choose what's more difficult or you're going to choose what's easier. You're going to choose what's familiar or you're going to choose what's unknown, right? Yeah. Are you going to take the big risk or are you, are you, are you not? Are you going to choose intuition or society? Right. And, uh, what I'm saying is, you know, in my life, I, I usually choose intuition and I choose what's more challenging and I, I choose uh, what's different than most people, but I'm not saying that's right. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that that's right for me yeah. and I make that decision and I have no regret, right? So if you were to sit here and say, you know what? I didn't ask her out because I didn't think it was right for me. I'm not going to say you should have asked her out. No, if, it's, if that's right for you, if in, if in that moment, you know, you didn't feel ready or you didn't feel comfortable, then that's what it has to be. And you made that decision and you pushed forward and you didn't think about it and you lived a great life, right? So I don't know if it was the wrong choice and you never will know, right? But um, yeah, so that's just an, a, a fun story. But with the, with the job, uh, it was as follows. So Jerry was a consultant and he'd been at the same company for a long time and he thought it was finally time to pursue his passion. 
and his passion was, I'm not going to get too much into it. I hope you read the book, but uh, he wanted to pursue his passion. He wanted to go do something totally different than consulting. And he was ultimately ready to walk into his boss's office and give his two weeks notice and thank her for the 20 plus years that he'd been there. And right as he walks into her office, she puts on the table this offer for a huge promotion. So now he's stuck with the dynamic of, do I quit or do I take this promotion? Do I choose the bump in salary and the bump in title? Or do I choose leaving salary and leaving title? And it creates the paradox again of, do you choose certainty? Do you choose uncertainty? Do you choose familiarity? Do you choose the unknown? Um, and Jerry in his real life decides to choose certainty. He takes the promotion because his boss was this external force who expected him to go ahead and work in this way. And his mom was this external force who worked hard and then worked harder all her life and made money and put food on the table for Jerry. So based on his, his, uh, his circumstances, he chose to follow the people who he knew and, and had the biggest influence on him. And he wasn't totally aware of, of what his intuition was saying, which was, you know, your time is up at this job. Go follow what you're passionate about. Yeah. I, so, I, uh, yeah. I want to stop you there because I want to talk about this for a second because, again, yeah. that was one of those stories that really hit home to me. And, yeah. and, and the funny part is, that, and I think the book you designed is so good that you might not be a management consultant. And you might not have been in corporate America for 20 years. Yeah. But anybody could read that story, understand that his mom was a big influence in his life, right? And that yeah. his mom, he was essentially living the career his mom wanted him, wanted her to live for him, right? Yeah. And uh -huh. I related to that story because when I was, I was in PepsiCo for six years. And when I was thinking about starting a mastering college to career, I remember I, my boss called me essentially to, to offer me like a promotion, just a little bit more to the story, but essentially, and I call her back 10 minutes later and I say, Hey, I'm actually putting my two weeks notice. So I was wow. in a very, very semi a similar scenario, scenario as Jerry. Yeah. And it, it took the other route. Right. Um, yeah. And I remember having a conversation with my mom who, again, I'm, I'm first generation college student came from Columbia. My mom, yeah. I, my, give it to a perspective, my role at PepsiCo, right? My mom now works full-time at Pepsi as a merchandiser. Mm -hmm. So in the corporate hierarchy levels of things, I am, my, I am above my mom's, I am my mom's boss's boss's boss, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so she was extremely proud to say that my son is my boss's boss's boss, right? Like, right. that makes sense? And so- yeah. When I told my mom that I put my two weeks notice, she cried and she begged me not to, right? Because yeah. she thought success was having a nice fancy title and a nice paycheck, that's but it right. wasn't fulfilling to me. So I think that that's why I love the book a lot is because I was able yeah. to relate. And even though the book kind of would, had, a lot of times that the character of the book would take opposite decisions that I made, mm -hmm. it allowed me to be grateful on the decisions that I made. And, and, exactly. and again, to your point is my decisions of me leaving in corporate America for some, is, is a good, it could be the best decision for me, but for somebody else, it could be the right decisions to stay in corporate America. Right. And I exactly. love the way that you say it because there is, 
no right or wrong. It's not, it's all situational and it's all based on your goals and what you want your ideal life to look like. And I think that was a big takeaway for me from the book, which is why I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, you're right, man. And and I'm so appreciative that you were able to resonate in that way and uh, line your story up with the stories that happened in the book. And in regard to Jerry's mom as the, the influencer there, right? Like throughout the book, as you know, there's the concept of the co-pilot, right? Mm-hmm. Who are the co-pilots in your life? And you have all these different co-pilots who are trying to influence you in one way or another. And I think what's so important, especially with your story of your mom, is to realize where the co-pilot's thoughts are coming from, right? So with you, like you said, your mom was in a position where she was so proud and her definition of success was what you had. So why would you leave that? Right. Mm -hmm. And all she knew was wanting you to have stability and and certainty, right. With your paycheck and with your title and career opportunities. Um, But that's not what you wanted. Right. And I, I had something very similar where when I quit my corporate job, my dad was like, no, do not quit. You're going to, you're going to run this place one day. Why would you, shy away from that and it's because it wasn't what I was truly you know it wasn't my true purpose it wasn't fulfilling like you said yeah so people who even the closest people to you and it was the hardest thing in the world to go against what my dad had to say even the closest people to you uh, are going to try to influence you in certain ways and the best thing you could do is listen to that advice internalize that advice sit on that advice but ultimately realize where the advice is coming from and if the advice that where it's coming from does not match up with where you are coming from, then you need to follow your intuition because yeah. that's what's going to lead you down the path that you want to take. I think that's such a key takeaway from this episode. And, you know, from the book itself, like at least for me is like, look, you have to have clarity about what you want to do, what makes you happy and what are you trying to accomplish in your life? And, yeah. um, and you're right. We have a lot of co-pilots in our life, a lot of influence in our life that, um like you're like for example my mom like she all she wants in this world like is for me to have the best life possible like yeah. all everything she's done in her life she's made the ultimate sacrifices it's all for me to have a better future and i remember like being in college and going and telling her hey uh hey mom i'm so excited i got an internship and she would be like oh really how much are you getting paid and she was like no it's a free internship and she goes mm-hmm. like you're an idiot. Like, why would you work for free when you can go work at a restaurant like your friends and make money? Yeah. You don't have money. Like, you don't come from like money. Like, uh, like why you can't do that? And obviously, at that time, like I, I took the internship, even though she was very disappointed in me. But long term, it helped out. So um, I, I think it's just understanding. And if I didn't have a clear goal of what I what I wanted to do, and if I if I also didn't surround myself with other influencers who had reached the goal that I wanted to do, which is graduate with a good job. And I knew that I needed an internship, I would have struggled. So yeah. um, I know we're running out of time, but I do want to give you the last words. What, what do you wish somebody listening to this episode uh, would take away? So the beginning quote of my book is as follows. And this is really what the it's what it's all about, right? And it's by Ed Milet said it best. I've seen the quote elsewhere, oh, but I loved it. he said yes, it so yes. well. Oh, my God. And uh, I took it from an interview he did with Rachel Hollis, and he basically said this. Someone once told me the definition of hell, and it's that on my last day on this earth, the person who I became will meet the person I could have become, and those two people 
are total strangers. But somebody also told me the definition of heaven. And it's that on my last day on this earth, the person who I became will meet the person who I could have become. And those two people are identical twins. So take a moment to think about that quote and to really internalize it. And I'll just share really quickly for me what that means is every decision I make, every choice I have to make, every relationship I get into, every conversation I have uh, has a lasting impact on the life that I want to live. So I'm constantly choosing that definition of heaven. I'm choosing to always become the person who I have the potential to be in every situation. And I'm not going about anything with fear or with a a lack of energy because I want to do everything in my power to, to constantly become that person who I know I can become. And uh, that's going to lead to my interpretation of, of the best life I can live. And I hope you do the same. That's awesome. And Jordan, that, 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 that's amazing. That quote, when I read it in your book, I remember sharing it on my Instagram story and getting at least like 20 people with the like emoji because it is, it is, it is a quote. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, you can find Jordan's book on Amazon. Um, Highly, highly recommended. Like, especially right now, you got nothing to do for two weeks. You can order this read it yeah um, listen st- to it audiobook is it an audible yeah it's on audible now uh-huh. nice so audible yeah. get your free audible do you have a, a, a link is there yeah i'll give you a link i'll send you a link Good. awesome so i'll put that that way you can get if you never listen to audible i think you can get your first download for free so all right ladies and gentlemen um if you guys want to connect with jordan you can connect with him on linkedin as well i'll put all his information on the show notes I'm excited for you guys to read this book because it it was really impactful for me. Jordan, man, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much. Daniel, thank you so much, man. I hope you and your family are are safe and happy and healthy. And the same to all your listeners, man. Just, uh, you know, this was great. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you, everybody else. Thank you so much. Be safe out there and catch you guys on the next episode.